Good afternoon, everybody. I'm sorry, not good afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> All right, so we're back at it again. <clears throat> Unfortunate news about the heiress in Memphis, Eliza Fletcher. Let's get into it. I'll talk radio live in 4K. officers in the 1600 block of Victor located a deceased party. The identity of this person and the cause of the death is unconfirmed at this time. The investigation is ongoing. Once additional information is available, we will provide an update. Here is a live picture out there of Memphis as we've been following a story uh, due to uh, the disappearance of a jogger. They've made an arrest uh, out there in Memphis. Uh, we're not 100% sure if this is the same investigation. We're still waiting for Memphis police to give us an update on that. But here's what we do know now from our Fox 13 affiliate out there in Memphis. Taylor Solomon says police focused on this area here we're looking at live. Just walking distance away from Cleola Abstin's brother's home in South Memphis. Cleola Abstin is the person they have arrested and charged with kidnapping so close to their brother's home in South Memphis. The streets blocked off, uh, and they include several streets, Dyson, Person, and South Orleans. And this is the same wooded area we observed. Uh, they observed that search yesterday. Uh, they're also looking at uh, an intersection on Chestnut Avenue, uh, dozens of police vehicles there as we continue to try to find uh, more information. But certainly a lot of police activity there from Memphis as this jogger's disappearance in the last few days. Of course, uh, new charges have been filed against the man accused of abducting a Memphis mother and teacher, Eliza Fletcher. Fletcher was kidnapped while running at around 4.30 a.m. on Friday, September 2nd, near the University of Memphis, according to Memphis police. Two days later, on September 4th, yesterday, Cleosa, Cleosa, Abstin was arrested and charged with aggravated kidnapping there. As you can see, our shot going down a little bit. This is what we do here on Live Now from Fox. Certainly, uh, live pictures go in and out as we're trying to get the latest breaking news. We're going back to the uh, tweet from the Memphis Police Department uh, as we still await uh, more information out of Memphis. And we'll keep an eye on that shot just to give you an update here. Abstin was given a $500,000 bond and charged with uh, especially aggravated kidnapping and tampering there in Memphis. We are continuing to watch all of the story here. Some uh, surveillance video that police saw as she was uh, pushed toward a vehicle uh, for the kidnapping there as uh, Cleosa Abson is now under arrest and uh, charged by police. Uh, Monday, September 5th today, new charges announced against Abson seemingly from an unrelated incident uh, before Fletcher was abducted. Um, we are continuing to follow this story as I'm trying to find more information. Uh, but Memphis police say Abson was connected to Fletcher's abduction after his sandals were found near Fletcher's cell phone and water bottle close to Central Avenue and uh, Zach Curlin Street, the area where authorities claim Abson forced Fletcher into a black 2013 GMC terrain. 
Uh, I am uh, currently seeing now a live picture once more, so we're going to go back out to it. Here's another live picture from Memphis as they investigate a jogger's disappearance. Uh, we're still hearing more on this uh, situation, this investigation out there in Memphis. We're having a, uh, we have now more information from the affidavit on the Memphis kidnapping on this update we're providing you. Police discover that body as the abduction was violent with, as captured on video, the subject waiting for, then rushing towards the victim, then forcing the victim into the car where she was confined and removed and continues to be missing. It is believed and supported by the facts and physical evidence that she suffered serious injury. Further, it is probable and apparent from witness statements that these injuries left evidence of blood in the car the defendant cleaned. This is according to the affidavit there on those arrests and charges out of Memphis. Here's a, again one more look at uh, the live picture we're getting from our affiliates in Memphis as they're investigating a, uh, a, a body that they found still unsure if it is Eliza Fletcher, but this is um, a lot of people are keeping an eye on it here, especially us at Live Now from Fox, uh, just about 5.07. So uh, Memphis police said they located a deceased party, the identity of that person and the cause of death unconfirmed at this time. The investigation is ongoing. But you can see a lot of uh, lights and sirens there. Uh, from the Memphis police as there's a lot of activity the police take there from this live picture as you're watching here on live now from Fox. We're continuing to try to find more information on this situation going on here, but uh, those are the details right now that we know so far here on live now from Fox. I'm going to put up a little bit more information just so you can see uh, what we're, we're focusing on here, and here's a, here's a scene as you can see on the left side of the screen just more information uh if you're just joining us late here on live now from fox it is 5 30 on the west coast uh, about 8 30 is as you can see the sun going down there uh on the east coast memphis uh east coast time i believe um so um second lots of uh, ongoing uh, information there, but uh, our shot seems to be going away really quickly, so I'm going to continue to try to find as much information you can see. There's a police tape still, some people coming and going. Um, there was the tweet from the Memphis police, but we're going back to um, just the video, the surveillance video from earlier about this situation in Memphis, of course. All right. <clears throat> it's an unfortunate and sad situation. <clears throat> this man has, you know, um, he has done this before. He went to prison for this before, for 20 years. <clears throat> okay. We'll read more. Heartbroken neighbors have described their horror after a body was found in search for a missing Elijah Fletcher ahead of her suspected kidnapper's court appearance in Memphis, Tennessee today. Police have yet to confirm the identity of the body, 
which was found seven miles from where the billionaire heiress 34 was last seen. She vanished while out for a jog around 4.30 a.m. on Friday, sparking a four-day-long hunt for the mother of two. I don't know what it is with, like, 4 a.m. jogs. You have some women who do that. It's not worth it. Just go to a gym or just have a treadmill at home, work out at home. It's not worth it. The area where the body was found is just hundreds of yards from the Longview Gardens apartment complex where 38-year-old kidnapping suspect Cleotha Absent's brother, Mario, lives. Just prior to the announcement of the discovery of the human remains, a large Memphis Police Department mobile command unit truck was moved into the area. Reporters who were covering the search were also asked to move further back from the scene. A van believed to belong to the medical examiner's unit left the scene six hours after the remains were found and is thought to have been transporting the body. Photos of the scene showed a police helicopter circling above the search. Horrified neighbors gathered around the crime scene as the gruesome discovery was made. It's emotionally, it really hurts. April Jackson 30 told the DailyMail.com at 7.30 p.m. with the body yet to be removed. That could have been anybody out jogging that morning, a student, anyone. And he was just released two years ago after abduction and after another abduction and he gets out and does it again she said it makes me sick she was out yesterday offering to aid the search when the police and a bloodhound were out in the area within a couple hundred yards of the body in the criminal complaint against Cleotha witnesses were quoted as saying they saw the suspect at his brother's home behaving strangely and washing the carpet of his 2013 GMC terrain. The violent then accused of snatching billionaire heiress Eliza had stalked the area she went missing from while jogging for almost 30 minutes before her abduction. Suspect Cleotha Abstin be pictured here shortly after his release, was in prison in 2020. It's being held on a $500,000 bond in relation to kidnapping charges. There's no reason why there should be bond at all. No bond. I don't know what it is with, you know, the criminal justice system and keeping bond for violent criminals. Okay? And my thing is this. If you know your... Bro if you have family members that... <clears throat> that have been arrested and they're serving time for violent crimes you have no obligation none at all to house them when they get out let them find a homeless shelter you don't have to house them because they will do if they do a stupid thing like this you're going to pay for it you're going to lose everything let them figure out how to survive on their own after they make a mistake like after they make stupid choices like this let them after they come out of prison, let them go find a homeless shelter. Let them go <clears throat> struggle on their own to make their own way in this world after serving a prison sentence. On Sunday, a neighbor of Mary Absence told DailyMail.com exclusively that she had seen the suspect at his brother's house nearly every day for the last month. Authorities arrested Cleotho Absence, 38, before charging with his especially aggravated kidnapping and tampering with evidence following Fletcher's disappearance on September, on September 2nd. Officers have 
footage of the vehicles used in the kidnapping in the same area 24 minutes before the mother of two was taken at 4.20 a.m. in Memphis, Tennessee. Surveillance footage obtained by police, which has not yet had not been released, show a man running aggressively towards Fletcher and forcing her into the passenger side of the vehicle. The pair struggled in the car, then sat in the parking lot for four minutes with Fletcher inside before driving off to an unknown location. Absent also had new charges filed against him that include identity theft, theft of property, and fraudulent use, illegal possession of credit, debit card of $1,000 or less. Shortly before the discovery of the remains, it emerged that Absence had priors for aggravated assault, aggravated assault with a weapon, and rape, and grape. All while he was a juvenile, according to a new report from the Commercial Appeal. Officers were previously searching Martin Luther King Riverside Park, as well as the pond within the area and Pine Hill Park in relation to the missing mother. Absence arrest comes just over two years after he was released. I'm sorry, after his release from prison, where he served 20 years for kidnapping and robbery robbery of lawyer Kemper Duran in Memphis in May of 2000. He also appeared in juvenile court records in 1996, 1997, 1998, and 1999 for charges including theft, aggravated assault, aggravated assault with a weapon, and what I just told you before. Police tracked him down after finding his DNA on champion sliders that were left behind during the struggle with Fletcher, as well as her cell phone and water bottle. boy. Police believe that Fletcher, a kindergarten teacher, suffered serious injury at the hands of Absent and that blood was left in the vehicle. His brother, Mary Absent, 36, was also arrested on Saturday after officer, after officers searched his home when his brother was spotted acting suspicious by neighbors. Officers found a semi-automatic handgun, a scale with a bag of heroin and fentanyl, and he was charged with being convi- a convicted felon in possession of a firearm, possession of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony, and possession of controlled substances. Absent told police that his brother had been cleaning the interior of his GMC terrain with floor cleaner, as well as washing his clothes in the sink of the house. Just dummies, man. Just dummies. Another neighbor confirmed that Absent was acting very strange, and police determined that his phone pinned near to where Fletcher was taken. Officers removed a dumpster close to Absent's brother's low-income apartment complex over the weekend. Authorities went to Absent's last known address and found the same black SUV with damaged taillight. The affidavit said Absent was standing in the doorway when police arrived and that he began to flee, but soon was apprehended. Absent still has not said where Fletcher is or what he did to her. The affidavit said evidence including blood found in Absent's car led them to believe Fletcher suffered serious injury. Investigation into the abduction of Eliza Fletcher is still active and ongoing. Investigators are continuing to search and follow all leads, police said in a statement on Sunday after announcing Absent's arrest. You know what? Yo, he ain't talking. Yo. <clears throat> he he don't want to talk? Man, listen. Make him talk. That's what I say. Make him talk. This he's a disgusting individual. 
and just lock them up. There is no bail. There is no bail for this animal. Okay? There is no bail. There should be none. Hey, but black folks that got criminals in their family like this, stop giving them housing. He's an animal. He did something like an animal. Let him fend for himself. He gets out. He has no family to live with. Go live in a damn shelter and stay there. That's what people need to do. Cut off family members who are like this, man. Cut them off. It's not helping you. He's hurting you. But you know you got some ghetto black folk that will say you hating. They're out there. They are out there, man. The animals. Who don't care. Alright, let's get into this one story right here. About this, you know, genius mayor of New York, Eric Adams, thought it was a great idea to have a no-gun-free zone. A gun-free zone. Let's see how well that worked out here. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. See how well that worked out. New tonight, wild moments caught on camera on the Upper East Side. Brazen robbers deliberately crashing into an SUV to steal a bag of cash from a driver at gunpoint. And it all unfolded this afternoon. Just as the sun began to sneak behind the buildings, a black Mercedes Benz appeared to deploy a police-like pit maneuver on an SUV on the Upper East Side. Pushing it onto the sidewalk at 91st Street, 2nd Avenue, around 4.40 this afternoon. The black car then T-bones the SUV, pinning it. The passenger door flings open. Police say the man who jumps out had a gun and started whacking the window. Police say eventually robbing the 55-year-old driver, stealing a big bag of cash before darting back into the bins as the car speeds away. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, I mean, who walks or who goes around driving around with 20K, a bag of 20K, $20,000? Who drives around like that? I'm just saying, who, who does that? You know, it had to be they have known each other and probably something that's gang related. Okay, that's basically what happened. But this is some uh, Right here This is this right here is kind of nuts though Okay we have another Incident involving cars Okay dealing with a carjacker And this dude He picked the right one He really did Let's get into that one Good evening, Dave. 
I mean, yeah, in this case, it's actually one of the suspects who ends up in the hospital over all of this. And a robbery gone wrong here in Dearborn Heights with that person being run over, sent to the hospital as a, the man, the victim in this case, is making a desperate move in order to save his own life. Dearborn Heights police have one of two suspects in custody after an attempted robbery and shooting Sunday morning in a neighborhood near Beach Daily and McDonald Street. The crime is caught on camera and posted to social media by an account, TCD Dearborn. It shows a pickup truck pulling into a driveway around 5.30 that morning. Seconds later, a person approaches the parked truck. The reverse lights go on, and the driver squeals out of the driveway, clearly fearing for their life. Across the street, LaShonda Miles has already left for work. Well, I left 10 minutes early. And... Next thing I know, the detectives are telling me, had I stayed an extra 10 minutes, my car would have been hit. I probably would have been hit in it, because I'm usually getting in it at that time. Tire tracks in her lawn show the path the truck took. And when I saw the tire, tire marks on the grass, I thought somebody was just driving fast and just ran up on it. Police say as the truck was making its escape, a robbery suspect was being dragged underneath as well. Whoever got hurt trying to, I don't know what he was trying to do, but... That's scary. And I'm glad no one else was hurt. Back to the video posted to TCD Dearborn. A second suspect is seen firing four shots as the truck pulls out of view. In the light of day, an apparent bullet hole in the window across the street. Thankfully, police confirm no one was hit by that shot. Lastly, the shooter runs away in the opposite direction and gets away, leaving behind a second suspect who was taken to the hospital. And as for that second suspect who was run over, we're told he was in critical condition as a result of that. And police are still looking for that person who fired the four shots. If you have any information, please give police in Dearborn Heights a call. Reporting live tonight, Dave Spencer, Fox 2 News. Yeah, Dave, that video really terrifying, and you can understand, obviously, uh, why the uh, driver of that vehicle did indeed fear for his or her life and, and had to get out of there. Especially when you see the guy firing the gun four times. So where does this investigation stand right now? Yeah, and talking to neighbors, they say that police were out there today, again, canvassing, looking for any other surveillance cameras that might have been pointed in that direction that show either a better look at the suspects or possibly a vehicle they used to get away. They plan to get, release that information if they get any, and again, hope that the public can help them out here. All right. Well, that that robber got what he deserved. All right, that's just basically it. Stop trying to steal from people. People are fighting back. People are not having that. You know, people are don't have to take being the victim anymore. They don't. They don't have to and they shouldn't. All right. They don't have to do that anymore. People are, they have to do that. They have to fight back. Because we have a bunch of animals here that don't care about life. And plus, our police departments are having a shortage. It's going to get worse. Now, we have something here about this craziness of some dude trying to uh, hijack a plane. Utter craziness, man. Utter craziness. Let's get into that one. 
insane. It took more than five hours and 50 miles to stop the flight of terror over Tupelo, Mississippi. It all ended in a deserted field where officials took 29-year-old Corey Patterson into custody. Hours after, they say he stole a twin-engine plane from the Tupelo Regional Airport and threatened to crash it into a local Walmart. He is an employee of Tupelo Aviation and has been for 10 years. He fuels the aircraft. It started just after 5 a.m. when Patterson called officials from the sky to say he was targeting the store. That set off a wave of evacuations. Businesses, homes, entire streets clear. This map shows the plane's erratic flight path. How widespread was this threat? Well, a twin-engine aircraft fully fueled. This this went beyond Tupelo. This is all of North Mississippi, South Tennessee. This plane could have gone anywhere. Officials spent hours negotiating with Patterson by cell phone, at one point convincing him to land. But say Patterson, who had flight instruction, but who officials believe was not a licensed pilot, did not know how. There were two pilots working uh, together as a team, and... They were literally in direct contact with him and had him lined up. He was on his final approach, had gears down. Everything looked great. He was going to be able to land that aircraft. But just 100 feet from the ground, the chief says Patterson changed his mind and kept flying for another two hours. Around 9.30 a.m., he posted this Facebook message from the air. Sorry, everyone. Never actually wanted to hurt anyone. I love my parents and sister. This isn't your fault. Goodbye. Less than an hour later, officials say, with fuel running low, Patterson landed in this field. Tonight, he is facing multiple charges, including grand larceny and terroristic threats, after a frightening morning for thousands on the ground. Basically, so he tried to commit suicide. It was a flying bomb with a lot of fuel in it. An airplane like that crashing into a building or around persons can do a lot of damage. A lot of fire, a lot of explosion. We're talking about evacuations. We're talking about rerouting people on their travel. We also are talking about shutting down festivities that were taking place in the city. So it impacted, it literally impacted tens of thousands of people. And Blaine joins us now from Tupelo. Blaine, do police have any motive? Jose, they do not know why he did this. I talked with the chief, and he says that throughout, Patterson sounded calm, not agitated or upset toward anybody. He also tells me that Patterson's family were part of those talks. They were on the phone with him as he flew and helped bring this to a peaceful end, Jose. Yeah, man, so you want to try and... See, my thing about deleting yourself, it's a, you know, you're, you're using a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Whatever you're going through, others have gone through it themselves, okay? And for you to go and, you know, just delete yourself, taking, once again, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You can't go back from that. Once you make that decision, there's no turning back. And I assure you, people who have deleted themselves, they have regretted it. I'm going to tell you that now. They have regretted it. Okay. Let's go into this one story right here I wanted to go in with. Yep, here we are. Here we are.
Here we go. These grammar wars are ridiculous. I'll tell you that right now. Utter grammar wars. That's what I call them now. <laughs> grammar wars. All right, let's get into it. Why do I call it that way? Let's get into this. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. Uh, put it right here. Here we go. Words that sparked a years-long battle when it comes to free speech and religious freedom. Shawnee State University. Essentially, the student was demanding that I refer to him as female, and that was not something that I could do. I reject the ideology um, that was being that he was proposing to me for both religious and philosophical reasons. I did. I was, as you say, uh, willing to use uh, the student's proper name. Initially, the university agreed to that, but eventually they changed course and were going to require me to use those particular pronouns and titles that the student wanted. And so I had to file a lawsuit to protect my job, but also to stand up for uh, the freedom to, uh, you know, freedom of expression in the classroom for professors and for students. And Dr. Merriweather, this was a, a three-year fight. The U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Sixth uh, Circuit actually ruled in favor of your case, affirming that you could sue the university for violating your constitutional rights. You got $400,000 in damages. What was the final agreement when it comes to what you can say, and what did you make of the school's decision to, to finally settle? Was this the outcome you were hoping for? Well, the, uh, it was the outcome that I was hoping for. The outcome that I was hoping for was free expression in the classroom for professors and students. This is an enormous win for all college professors, certainly in the 6th District, but I think throughout the United States. So that was the outcome I was hoping for. It was never about the money, and really it wasn't about the student either. The student performed well in the class, finished the class, got full credit. This was about whether a university can coerce or compel speech. And in this particular case, the Sixth Circuit ruled against the university. The university was trying to compel me to affirm an ideology. And that was exactly the outcome I was hoping for. And when discussing this case, you just mentioned that the university often wanted you to contradict your Christian beliefs. Why was it so important for you to honor your beliefs throughout the situation? And is there any part of you that ever questions why you work for this institution, if that's the case, if they're asking you to go against your Christian beliefs? Well, I do not question my being there. Matter of fact, I enjoy being there, and it's been a thrill to teach there. I think Christians should be in higher education, and I'm hoping this decision will make it possible for Christians to be in higher education with a clear conscience. The transgender ideology contradicts the fundamental teachings of the Christian faith. No Christian can in good conscience affirm anything other than the fact, excuse me, that God created us male and female. Uh, so, uh, or created man and woman, male and female. And there's no way that 
uh, a person born male can suddenly decide to be female and vice versa. So to affirm that would be to contradict the Christian faith, and I'm hoping I've made it easier for Christians to be in higher education. Well, Shawnee State did comment on the settlement, and they said, quote, though we have decided to settle, we adamantly do not that Shawnee State deprive Dr. Merriweather of his free speech rights or his rights to freely exercise his religion. We continue to stand behind the student's right to a discrimination-free learning environment, as well as the rights of faculty, visitors, students, and employees to freely express their ideas and beliefs. Over the course of this lawsuit, it became clear that the case is being used to advance divisive social and political agendas at a cost to the university and its students. Tyson, I want to go to you next. Your response to this. What did you make of the school statement? Well, I think, uh, you know, everything that, that we did demonstrates that we went out of our way to try to get this resolved prior to litigation. Dr. Merriweather agreed to, to call the student by the student's chosen name and just avoid pronouns. And yet the university is the one who was enforcing their ideology and decided to punish Dr. Merriweather, not because of anything he said or did, only because the university was demanding that he say something that he does not believe. And that's contrary to both the First Amendment and really the purpose of a university, which is to be a marketplace of ideas. The students are free to express their beliefs, and all Dr. Merriweather was asking for was the same right. Tyson, what message does this outcome uh, of this lawsuit send to institution? As you can see that there really is no free speech when it comes to this type of woke war, this woke culture war. There's only, I get to say what I want, and if I don't like what you have to say, I will try to get you fired. That's basically what it is when it comes to this uh, alphabet mafia way of uh, doing things. And the thing is, like, people are not trying to uh, be oppressive with pronouns. Pronouns are needed, okay? Especially, I mentioned a case in Britain where a transformer man came in to the doctor and everybody was scrambling to try and help this person and they were trying to obey, you know, the pronoun rules. And due to that, a baby died. The transformer man was pregnant. And if they addressed them as their cisgender, that baby would be alive today. It'd probably be a full grown adult. This is how doing this woke pronoun stuff can hurt and can can harm a life, can end up losing a life. So addressing people by the proper pronouns, the you know, what they were born with, according to their gender, it helps. And tell us what kind of precedent that this poses going forward when it does come to free speech or freedom of religion? Well, in the Sixth Circuit made very clear that every professor in every public university in all of the Sixth Circuit are have the right to speak freely and that the university cannot punish them uh, for declining to speak a message that they don't agree with. So I think that this sends a very clear message to universities that they shouldn't be trying to impose this type of orthodoxy and force everyone uh, to express the orthodoxy that the university uh, agrees with. And so we're hoping that this encourages many people, whether they agree with Dr. Merriweather or not, to continue to engage on this really important debate about what it means to be a man or a woman. Dr. Nicholas Merriweather and Tyson Langhofer. Facts. All I can say is facts. All right. People are going to get mad, but it's whatever. All right.
Alright, this story right here is the reason why I will never eat at Wendy's again. Okay, here we are. Yep. Because we got some problems here with uh, Wendy's. It's just one of those reasons I'll say again. I will never eat there. <laughs> Ever again. Whew. Things crazy, man. Things are crazy now. Especially with the food. Especially with the food. People just don't know how to take care of the food. Federal health officials investigating an E. coli outbreak after that has sickened dozens. Yeah, man. People are going to have to start uh, no more eating at these fast food joints. It's not it's not, it's not, worth it these days. Okay? It's not. People are going to have to start cooking. The quality of staff is just in the toilet. Stop eating at, stop eating at these fast food joints, man. Only if you have to and make sure you know them well. Here's another story. In 48 hours across Chicago with multiple shootings, including one early this morning on the south side. WGN's Bernard Hamilton joins us now with a recap of some of those incidents. Jamie does. Yeah, as you just mentioned there, one of those shootings happened very early this morning. The victim's mother tells us she doesn't believe her son was the target. The bullet went through his eye and exited on the side of his face. That's Joanne Blaylock Davis, whose 40 year old son is now recovering in the hospital after being shot in the face early this morning. They want to do some major surgery, and uh, I'm just believing God to bring them out. Restoration is what I want. His mother says he was in his own care when the gunfire rang out before 1 a.m. on the 7500 block of South Paxton Avenue in the South Shore neighborhood. I believe he wasn't the target because he doesn't bother anybody. He's 40 years old. He don't gangbang. He ain't doing that. You know, he's just not a part of that. He's far from the only victim of violence, though, over the last few days. Sunday evening, four people were shot in South Chicago at 86th and Kingston. The ages range from 18 to 20. Two victims are 18 years old, two victims are 20. There's a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old 
of the six. We're told at least two suspects showed up on foot, shot up a house there, and fled. There are multiple rounds uh, recovered at the scene, some rifle rounds, and uh, some 9mm and 45 caliber rounds. Police are also searching for a driver in a separate incident who struck and killed a pedestrian in the West Loop Sunday morning. Police said the 22-year-old was on the sidewalk in the first block of North Ogden Avenue just after 5 a.m. when a dark-colored sedan hit him, killing him at the scene. I've noticed that a lot of cars just don't stop at pedestrians anyway. They're always running through lights, and it's just it's a big problem around here. Just hours before that tragedy, two men, a 37-year-old and a 40-year-old, were also shot near the 200 block of South Wabash in the Loop. A man they'd been arguing with opened fire on the pair and took off on foot. Both men were taken to the hospital. One has since passed away. Now we're told there is no one in custody in any of those incidents. As per usual, if you at home know anything that can help police, you can give them a call or you can submit a tip anonymously at cctv.com. That that's sad, man. That, that uh, I I don't know what to say, man. I don't. People are, you know, loved ones are being maimed. There needs to be some new laws about these criminals being able to be come come right back out. They go, they commit a crime and they come right back out. And it's insane what's going on. It really is. But it appears that not even weed dispensaries are safe. And you made weed legal. They're not safe. Insane, man. Let's get into that story. We start with a violent attack at a West Loop marijuana shop. The suspect had an axe. The security guard had a gun. Our Casey Kronos is live with the details. First, at four. Mortal Kombat!
that they can confirm an incident occurred here and that the store is closed until further notice, but couldn't say any more than that. Live in Greek Town, Casey Cronus, Fox. You attacking a man with an axe. An armed guard. That's insane, man. But it's, it's good he had a gun. It's good he had a gun. He was able to defend himself. Plus, we have a, a mental health crisis in our country. And that's not being addressed. It is not being addressed. Also, this may be a stretch, but... Are they actually putting in the right chemicals for this weed dispensary and these in this weed to be put in a dispensary let's talk about that maybe he was tripping off or something like that who knows just a thought so i like to think about i really I'm kind of against the legalization of weed because it's, you know it's not really i don't think it's good for you that's how i see it Okay, <clears throat> let me go into this story right here. One second. There we go. And, um, yeah. I, uh, what could I say, man? The Alphabet Mafia has. A lot of its victims speaking out. Let's hear what she has to say right here. Fair use, by the way, fair use. Children cannot consent. Vote no on SB 107. Thank you. Uh, folks, this is Gary 
A lot of people have spoken out against this. Okay? A lot. And... You know, they, they try to make this as if this is normal. And the sad thing is they're doing this to, you know, to minors. I mean, even younger. Okay? Children's hospitals are doing this. And when the story broke out, they weren't mad of outrage about this this procedure going on. They were mad that the public found out. Hear me again. They weren't mad about this horrible procedures being done to minors. They were mad that the public found out about it. The Alphabet Mafia is crazy. And they are harming not only themselves, they're harming children. Alright? And they are trying to make this acceptable when it's not. Many of them are Deleting themselves There's a high self-deletion rate You could go look at this information up And you will see that The stories Alright Dwayne Wade's Child, right Dwayne Wade is six feet something tall, right And you're trying He's trying to make his child a transformer woman no man is going to want to date a transformer woman it's facts they're setting themselves up for failure these are facts call me what you want but this is the truth and it's sad to say that you will have blacks who will stand up and appreciate and stand by D. Wade when he's doing this. And the, the sad thing is most liberal blacks are not educated in this situation. They're not educated in these things. Or they do not want to be educated in this. And then when something happens, they look like dummies. Just like when it comes to um, these types of situations. They call blacks who are conservative and actually do research and find this out and then they try to tell the truth they call them coons they call them lame they call them an agent all types of dumb things but then they wonder why their communities are in shambles D-Wade did it for the money he is disgusting yes he is he is so is Gabrielle Union Okay, so is she. I mean, you have enough money. What what more money do you need? Okay, it's it's disgusting. <clears throat> People want to stick by him because he plays basketball. But what people don't understand, they're trying to make this normal for every child. Your child, your black child, your black daughter. Okay? That's what the black community doesn't understand. But you go to these games and you, you, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. Affirm me. Yeah, yeah. And then you wonder why your, your black community will not go anywhere. It will not go anywhere further and further into the abyss. Because... 
basically you guys don't want help. You don't want the black community to get better. Because if we're to get better, you have to accept what's right and accept what's wrong. And discard what is wrong and embrace what is right. No matter how much you hate it, no matter how many um, it breaks up your family. Because most of the low income black communities are degenerate. Remember, they're going after the low-income black communities that think this way. Okay? There's a reason why blacks who want to get out of the black community, the low-income black communities, they leave and go to the burbs, or they leave and go to affluent black communities that don't have this type of behavior going on. Exactly, yes, yes. They use us to be the face of all evil and degenerate behavior. Yeah, yeah, and then they want, and then why um, American blacks wonder why when they go overseas, they're they're hated because you're embracing degeneracy at home, and that goes over worldwide. This is white supremacy, and I take I keep telling people, white supremacy is in the industry, white supremacy in two this two party political system. Democrats definitely want you to be degenerous, uh, the face of degeneracy. They definitely want you. They won't have a black woman who who's conservative, who has her clothes on, okay, speaks well, can articulate herself, calls out um, the white supremacy in both the Democrat and Republican Party. They don't want that. Just like they don't want a black artist. In the entertainment industry that actually knows how the industry works and wants to avoid their traps. They don't want black actors in the Hollywood entertainment industry that refuse to put on a dress, that refuse to put on a wig, that has dignity. They don't want that. They want you. It's Why do you think when it comes to black people, they were, were mostly known as in, boxers, nothing against that, in, entertainers. We're known for comedy. We're not known for intelligence. We, you do have black chemists, black doctors, black lawyers, black accountants, black landowners, black farmers, but they, when it comes to mind, mainstream media will not put those out there. Ever since the hetero black male who is a functional, who is functional, is being pushed further into the shadows, but D Wade is a model father. Exactly. I can't see how that how D Wade is a model father. I can't see Nick Cannon being the model father. I can't see it. I can't see Future being a model father. I can't see Russell and Sierra being uh, 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 an ideal marriage for black people to reach for. When Sierra's constantly twerking, constantly embarrassing Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson just smiles in the camera. Russell Wilson goes to kiss her. Ciara backs away. But when you see Ciara with with Future, she embraces it. You got to look at this, man. They come from two different cultures. Two different cultures. Ciara's from the sub-black culture. Russell Wilson was raised by a single mom and, you know, he fought to where he has to be. Unfortunately, he had a bad... Bad situation with his first wife And um, 
you know, it, it was bad. And then you went from bad to worse. I, hey, this is the truth, man. This is the truth. Nick Cannon pushing the book narrative. How is he going to raise all his children when they all live? A p- Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, outlaw. Come on. Come on. You have other cultures not embracing this crap. Yes, you do have it, but you won't put them saying that that person right there is a model of a family I want to be with. They're not going to say that. They're not going to say this man who has two ex-wives is the man I want to be to strive to be like. No, I will strive to be like that old man there that's been married to his wife, his first wife, for 60 years. Both of them together. Neither of them have an ex-spouse. They've been together since high school. High school sweethearts. Been together, what, one's 100, one's 102. 60 years been together. Thick and thin. That's who people, that's who their other cultures would want to strive to be like. They don't want to strive to be the man who has um, a woman who's a, who's a stripper, who used to be a stripper or used to be in the sex industry or used to be that sultry, sassy woman and she's still doing sultry, sassy things even after being another man's wife. They don't want, they don't, other cultures don't want to pick that up. But if you bring this up, you know, again, you do have these people in other cultures, but once again, they are not the ideal. Okay, that's not something they want to say, I want to strive to be like that. But in the African American cult, African American population, not all. I mean, those who are bravely say they don't want to do that. They get called coon. You're a salad. You're an agent. You're a Negro peon. Whatever that is. Because you want to be modest. Because you don't want to be looking like a cheap Happy Meal. Okay. They celebrate for they celebrate his fertility, and now the women will raise the children. And just check FBI stats. On what type of home most criminals come from It's pushing the absentee black dad narrative Oh man I, I know you have to keep this I, All you're thinking about I know you have to keep your mouth shut in public I know you have to keep your mouth shut in public <laughs> You can't talk about this in family dinners You can't even talk about this at the water cooler It's crucifixion for you bruh You're brave man You're brave I like how you think though I know there's other blacks out there who think this way You know and like I said, I could never be pro-black. You know why? Because pro-blacks would be okay with D. They're okay with this foolishness. Okay, pro-black, but they're okay with a woman dressing half naked in a wedding gown. I can't do that. Okay, Doctor Umar is the man. Or African Bombada, Nature Boy, caught him. Who's a pedo? And now he's in jail facing sexual abuse charges. Brother Polite, who molested a 14-year-old girl, his his girlfriend's 14-year-old daughter. Okay. African Bambada I just mentioned, the guy has has a scrapbook of all the kids he molested. I kid you not, he has a scrapbook. And still black people will uplift him. That's why I could never be pro-black. Because the black community, you know, of the hip-hop era. Mostly degenerates 
and they look up the pedos, Grapus, R. Kelly. Okay, and that's what they look up to, and they shun people like um, King Randall or other people that actually are conservative and could actually tell the truth about the black community. All right. Talk about actual black people actually give a damn, not the not the puppets on the Republican side. You know, the puppets, you know, Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, um, Anthony Bryan Logan, all those others. Not those puppets. Talk to the ones that actually care. To be pro-black, you need the, uh, need the opposite white. Black isn't even a culture. We have abandoned and real culture and values traded for money and dysfunction. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much that's what it is. And sex work is real work You're saying you're hating Especially you're saying you're hating If you mention the fact that Hey, this sex work is degrading This sex work is getting you deleted Stop doing it Okay Especially if with this woman I just mentioned in my other uh, Live stream, the woman that uh, Was pink hair and she was an exotic Dancer, she had Three kids from three different men Um Moved back to New York after getting a divorce from a woman. Um, she married a she not married. She got involved with a pimp. Okay, and got involved with a man who slashes women's faces. Okay, who don't want to work for him. And the thing is, what people don't want to understand is like when you choose to be a in the sex industry. When you, your ability to get a certain man, quality man, drops. You end up having kids by different men, drops when you become a single mother. And they, people don't want to hear this. Especially in the black culture. They don't want to hear black culture. Don't, sub-black culture. They don't want to hear this. Or you're judging. It's the truth. Very rare do some men want to take on a woman who's been in that type of lifestyle. And she's a single mom. With three different baby daddies. That means you have three other men to contend with. And you trying to raise this th- these kids. And these kids could easily say, you're not my daddy. And the man that wants to take that up, you better hope that man actually has a... You better vet that man and hope he is genuinely cares about you. And actually genuinely wants to be a father to those kids and a good husband to you. Because most times those guys... You know, when a, when a woman becomes a single mother, okay... The fight to protect yourself gets harder because all these men have faces and say they want to be there for you. They're in church, they're on your job, they're on the street, and these men are looking for a way to get in between your legs. So the fight when you become a single mother gets worse. And your your chances of becoming hurt by a predator increases yes if you have talent then you are forgiven to be forgiven for a monster behavior Umar is relevant because he abandoned his daughters he's famous he's relevant because he yeah he abandoned his daughters he's like them people can relate to Umar uh, Johnson from the black community we taught to be allergic to accountability. Plenty of women love toxic men. I ignore complaining about bums from women. Many 
not all women get bored of good men and they want danger. Yeah. That's why even though with Minister Jap, I don't agree with everything he says, but there are some women in the black community, they love sex and danger. Sex and destruction. They do love that. All right, on to the next one. Labor Day marks the unofficial end of summer. For some companies, it may also signal it's time for remote employees to return to in-person work, like it or not. I'm happy to work from my home. In my opinion, I think it's better to keep people at home. I guess, you know, it's increased productivity at home. They don't have to travel, you know, subways, etc. Wall Street giant Goldman Sachs encouraging its employees to come back to the office five days a week by dropping COVID protocols. Other businesses adopting a more hybrid approach. Peloton and Apple are asking most of their workers to be in the office several days a week starting this month. I still feel super efficient working from home those two days because I can get a lot done without any distractions. I don't think Ms. Quino would want to go back full time. The business model has changed. Hybrid work is here to stay. Greg Giangrande is the chief people officer and chief communications officer at Elysian. He says the pandemic has forever changed how corporations do business. I do think that we are going to see a return to some presence in the office, but for most employers, it's going to be hybrid. It's not going to be mandatory in the office five days a week. And studies show the most popular schedules are a hybrid one, some days at work and some days at home. Sharon Crowley, Good Day New York. Yeah, man, these workers, these employers are not happy. (laughs) They are not happy. They want people back in the the cubicles. They want it back. They want want it back. Yeah, they're going to be scared to go near each other, but, you know, the thing is, is like, what are you going to do? What what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because basically... People are going to be told that if you don't do what we say, all right, um, you're going to be fired. And jobs are hard to come by now. Jobs are really hard to come by. And um, you have a choice. Either you're going to abide by their rules or... You are going to quit. Okay. That's basically what it is. All right. That's basically what's going on. And people are definitely going to have to... uh, Start doing that. 
All right. But, uh, on to the next story right now. There is trouble on the way, and, uh, maybe this, this, what's going to happen could be, you know, <clears throat> this could be a, a, a win for black farmers. Maybe if they got, if they got their food, they could sell, you know, because black farmers have been catching hell. All right. The racism is real towards black farmers. Okay. It's not a joke. The National Black Farmers Association, NFBA, warned that Americans will soon find grocery stores shelves empty if the Biden administration will do nothing to bring down the cost of fuel and fertilizer. John Boyd Jr., the National Black Farmers Association president, told Fox and Friends First last week that the government administration isn't talking enough about the plight of what's going on with Americans. You have the high cost of fuel, fertilizing all of these upfront costs for American farmers and we haven't done anything in place to fix that, he said, adding he is yet to hear back from the White House in a meeting that was promised. Boyd said if key officials will not intervene, the citizens could soon see evidence of a commodity shortage at their local grocery stores as empty shelves become increasingly common. According to him, the government would need to find a way to invest in infrastructure for farmers and put more small-scale farmers back into business. We are losing farmer, farmers every year that don't take action and that's going to help put that <clears throat> and that's going to help but it's going to hurt us here at home Boyd pointed out some farmers are forced to abandon crops as the cost of goods and produce and the cost of goods to produce food has surged fertilizer cost has increased this year by 30% as of May coming off an already steep 80% increase in 2021 Analysts expect that the figures will continue to climb due to the international sanctions and exports. Personal finance resource um, gold banking rates previously reported that Family Farm Action Alliance urged the Department of Justice to look into the fertilizer price hikes to see if they were caused by market manipulation. Citing his own experience, Boyd said he paid 1100 per ton of fertilizer in 2022, which is significantly higher than 400 a ton in 2021. Moreover, he denounced President Joe Biden for prioritizing military and finance assistance to Ukraine. The needs of American farmers and consumers. Oh, yeah. Biden even vowed to send 12.2 billion aid to combat famine in Northern Africa. I'm sure those African countries definitely need the support, but we also have to take care of home, he said. And the Biden administration isn't moving and acting swiftly enough to address the farm crisis. Gary Snick, the University of Illinois Extension Agricultural Economist, <clears throat> sorry, Economist, said the outlook for fertilizer prices is going to be de de going to de be dependent on geopolitical events. The, econo the Economist said Western Europe Western Europe is trying to reduce its flow of natural gas from Russia, and Russia is threatening to cut off supplies to Germany and Western Europe. If that happens, we will at the very least see ammonia prices and nitrogen fertilizer prices from Europe are much higher than those produced in North and South America. Fertilizer prices this 
decreased a little during the start of the third quarter, but they are still at historic levels. The average price for anhydrous ammonia in August last year was $749. It jumped to $1,274 just three months later. The last time we saw anhydrous ammonia prices above $1,000 was back in 2008 in the financial crisis, Snickney said. Snickney also noted that China could impose restrictions on fertilizer exports due to recent political and territorial issues. Yeah, man, this this is uh, this is crazy. Check out the quantum field broadcaster. We shouldn't need so much fertilizer to grow food. Uh, well, probably with that, there's some money involved, so that's why you probably don't hear about it. I got emergency storage of food. They collapse in yes, they are collapsed in America. Think about it. I've said it before, what president, what world leader in their right mind would dump all their focus on other on other countries' situations when you have all this going on in your backyard? The answer is you're trying you're a traitor to your country and you're trying to um, destroy the country. You're trying to bring in the new world order. You're working for the elite, the Illuminati to bring in the world the new world order. That's it. Order out of chaos. It's gonna be to a point where everybody's gonna have to depend on the government. They use GMOs to wreck farms. Yep. All right. That's it for me for now. I'm done. So, hope you guys like this. Thank you, Outlaw, for coming on. Um, anything you want to know about this channel, you can check the description box. And uh, that's it. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Show, show. All right, come on. I want to see. Come on, come on. Then he blames Trump, and Trump is doing his part, pushing the needle still. Yeah, I mean, look. In order for Trump to get in there, he has to be down with the gang. But the thing is, with Trump, he, you know, Trump doesn't seem like he wants to play ball. And we all know um, what happens when you don't play ball. Right, JFK didn't want to play ball, and uh, we all know what happened to him. It's real. I mean, presidents are elected; they're not selected. That's what it is. Okay, the same party. Everybody wants to say, you know, he's not like them. Okay, right. You say what you want. You're not. You could try and be this ideal person. You can try and. Be a person for the people But you won't live long It's the facts You will not live long Okay Alright Later